Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Actually, that's really smart. Like, I'm blessed because, I, you know, I grew up in you know, my family as a whole doesn't have a ton of money. But, like, my wing of the family does, what my right. dad ended up doing. So how my dad is perpetuated post-work and retirement is he's has his investments and stock options he got from his job. Yeah. He basically, um, he basically uh, was able to reinvest everything and... And at least for like the most part, like he makes money off of what he had investment wise. So that money basically is what pays for everything. And you know, over the course of like basically what you do it, what you're doing is like he had his job. So yeah, because now you have like a regular life. I'm Monday through Friday, nine to five. You know, like it's it's a trip. It's you know? different. <laughs> you gotta I, be happy, dog. You gotta be like a little bit like. It's interesting because like when I was before, I've always been working like three a.m. To whatever, to like some or, ridiculous or that time. weird swing, like 3 p.m. to like 2 in the morning. Yep. And I was like, you know, I have so much of the day to take care of, but you really have like an hour or two in the morning. And then when you get off at 5, you got a good two or three hours, you know, to unwind, to, to take care of a couple things. You know, mm-hmm. so like if I leave work immediately at 5, I go pick up Coop, I run a couple errands, you know what I mean? And then I get home at like 6.37-ish, 7.30, and it's like, damn, I still have like, I got, you know, two or three hours of just downtime. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I'll be sitting in here just by myself. I'm like, well, what do people to. fucking do in these hours? Play Call of Duty. Play Call of Duty, I'm yeah. Badass. That's what, I, what do you think I was doing before I got here? Because like, I, I got this blessing with this job, right? So that's when I started working out. Like, that's uh, why, like, literally, I've had the plan um, ironically, my one-year anniversary at this job is going to be February twenty-second, two thousand twenty-two. Now, is so, this the Is this the same job that I came over that one time and you're in sweatpants and and the top of you was like a suit and you were like interviewing for it and is that sales job? No, I don't think that was the same job. I don't no. think that was the same job. Oh, okay. Because no, no. I remember I like, came I remember in, you were like in a fucking <laughs> suit up top, hella fresh, and then sweatpants on the bottom. I'm like, what that the fuck? That was the day I, that I interviewed for Microsoft. Oh, that sounds familiar. And I got it, and you know, it was in and out, and I'm still looking into that. Yeah. Um, but right now, no, this is a job energy energy company, and based in New York and everything. So I'm remote. Right. My hours are like Monday and Tuesday. I work from like 11 to 7, like Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, 10 to 6. Right. You know, so I kind of for them it's a swing shift. It's that one to 10 shift weird shit that you used to do. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it's like, uh, you know basic like regular day a little bit later than normal start but then like you get off kind of around the same time ish so then like actually like for me i looked at my life like all right i got a whole morning now if i truly wanted to do something like you know old school me go party all night on a monday and tuesday wednesday and thursday and friday then look i can sleep till 11 sleep till 10 you know 30 now so it's like you know how am i gonna you know change my life trajectory you know life trajectory ain't bad but like how do I want to get to the next level? I'm, I'm in my mind. I know I don't want to be mediocre. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I legitimately want like to get to the next level. So yeah, I'm, now I'm taking all morning. To, I get up super early in the morning, like six thirty in the morning, start making money moves. Then, then I'm hit my gym at that time. Mm-hmm. So then, right, I get off the gym right before I got to go to work. Going to work, work you're from fucking, home. You're fucking famous once a day. Gym sauna selfie, dude. It's I or do. Whatever. I am. It's once. It's, it's, it's once three a times a week. It's, it's three times a week. It's it three, feels like it feels once like a once day. a day, but it's three times. It feels oh, like once. Because when you're not going out and partying during the week, how else do you get the girls? Yeah, that's true. I gotta get shirtless. It's true. You gotta on, get shirtless on the gram. I used to have it, but I now I just hunt down the chicks who like chubby dudes. <laughs> They're out there, man. No, they definitely exist. They're out there. No, I'm like for me. So you've been partying less though. The last couple of weeks, at least. Yeah, I mean, we got out of, and we're coming off New Year's. I mean, right, motherfuckers right. are still the holidays. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, it, right now it's just about refocusing. Three years ago, that's two thousand twenty-two. Right now, twenty twenty-two, baby. Four years ago was when I seriously took my my body um, seriously. Yeah. So that's when I started going to the gym. I started uh, 
like when your you diet, your yeah, diet's always really good. Your diet, but the crazy thing about the diet though is like if you find the right person who puts you in the right way of training and everything, you learn that your diet is the most important piece. For sure. So the one thing that I did when I created like when I decided and chose a training plan and then created mine in the future, right? Was all right, I had to figure out what works with my diet that I can enjoy but still hold to. And then combined with what works with my lifestyle. Yeah. And people forget their lifestyle is part of the diet. Correct. I don't care if you eat a fucking salad every day and, and you know, and you're fucking eating, you know, lettuce wraps and goddamn, you know, a, a lean chicken every day. If you're fucking drinking seven beers every night. It's like, a wrap. It's a wrap. You're still going to be chubby, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, so you. Sleep like, is a big one, too. Sleep a lot is a big of one. Things. And then also, like, what people don't uh, comprehend and what I learned late in my nutrition education was, like, you can eat really healthy, but proportions is huge as well. Like I know a lot of people who eat healthy foods, but their proportions are just off. Are just whack. off. So they're obviously they're a little more healthy than someone eating smaller proportions of fast food, but yeah. they're still eating too much excess proportions. Now you know what I learned recently was why high fructose corn syrup was bad. Really? And it wasn't that it's just sugar. Right. It's just the worst type of. You know, yeah, yeah. man-made sugar. Yeah, yeah. What it is is like something about like high fructose or fructose itself is that there's a chemical in it that your brain does not recognize, so it doesn't know how to digest it. Therefore, your your body it tricks your body into thinking that you are not full because it doesn't know when to stop eating because really? you don't feel your like the whatever right. it's supposed to tell you that you're full isn't telling you that you're full because you have a high fructose. So a mountain in your stomach isn't what your brain is telling you is actually in it. Exactly. So then, so then I fucking, so that I was, I continued, like I was, you know, some infomercial I was trying to get my attention. So I was listening. Like, all right, hold on. I'm, yeah. I'm a health guy right now. Let me, yeah. let me learn Are you shit. at home? Are you concerned <laughs> about like your health? health? Dead ass. You worry about your proportions. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. Shit, this is me. Yeah. Um, no, I went, um, I saw, I kept listening to it and it was like, they're like, go to Germany. What do they do in Germany? They drink beers, they eat bratwurst and greasy foods all day. But their obesity rating is like thirteen percent compared to America's like thirty three percent. Right, right. You're like, why? Well, they, if you actually go look at the same exact things overseas versus the like same exact things in yeah in the United States, excuse me, you'll see that like people like in the United States, there's so many additional ingredients right. that are just not healthy for you. Yeah, processed and, food is a, is a is a fucking mm-hmm. thing out here, and a lot of it is. Like things like fructose are added to these meals, so people don't know that they're full, so they keep eating them. Mm-hmm. So that that's where a lot of that like kind of comes from. Where like, yeah, if you go eat some like let's say it's an unhealthy food or a greasy food like overseas, but yeah, you're gonna get full. And you're like, damn, on that just that smaller portion versus right. here, you're gonna be fucking right. slamming that shit all day. Yeah, man. So I mean, like, yeah, just on uh, on a note, like that's just some of those things that you know when you start getting older, you start taking value. So four years ago, I started doing that. Like like my body, the gym, you know, trading in beers for fucking gin and sodas, right? Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and tequila shots, right? And then um, saw the legitimate change in my body, mm-hmm. saw the results that came with it. Fucking like, all right, well, you know, you put X amount of months, years into this, so and you see the results. So now it's like cool. So then, I, ever since I did that. In my mind, I always knew that, yo, if you focus on something, like, you can actually fucking achieve it. And you might not be, a, like, right. I wanted to work out and be strong and everything. I might not be Mr. Olympia. I never actually wanted to be. Right. I just wanted to be in shape and attractive. But you're fit. But I'm fit. And I got to where I and wanted to be. now, after four thing. years, it's got to just be muscle memory. It's easy now. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, going to the gym isn't as much as a chore. Right, Sometimes right. it's a release. And it's like, oh, I just go here. I do X, Y, Z. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh get out you know it's, it's intense workouts but it's stuff that i've trained my body to do and now you're in shape and you're comfortable and understanding of what you can do but to me the, the the biggest change in me was when you do something like that then you think that hey if i apply myself to anything it can be done right yeah absolutely. so now it's like hey if i want to go into nfts if i want to go into day trading if i want to go into xyz if i took the time and focus and learned it i can do it i, I lifted a weight for eight, for, for sure i mean off mic i want to talk to you about nfts too Bro, NFTs are so. Actually, uh, I have a sh- I have a show coming out. Remember how I was talking about how I want to do like a short show? Yeah, I saw. 
I saw that. Um, you know, I wanted to do like a short show and we were talking about ideas and stuff like that. So my partner and I, um, we're going to do like an NFT for beginners podcast, 15 minute episodes. That's it. We recorded our first episode yesterday and we're going to do a couple tonight after you leave. Um, Jeez, you, you fucking hustling right now. Dog, it's fucking almost 10. Well, I dude, I work nine to five. Oh, bro, you know, nine to five for regular people is like, they still get tired at like yeah. 11, 10. But I'm like, so bro. used to like three or four hours of sleep. Yeah. So like I'll go to bed at like one o'clock in the morning and I'll wake yeah. up at seven. I get fucking six yeah. hours of That's sleep. Perfect. Get my son ready. We'll shower. Get his lunch ready. Stuff like that. See, cause Drop him off at eight. Go to work. You're you're a lot like me because not to be messed up, but like you know I get up at five forty five or whatever now. But I still go to bed at midnight. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. My six hours is all I need. Yeah, like sometimes if I'm really tired, I'll go to bed early. But for the most part, you know, I'm in bed like midnight, one o'clock. Those are what Saturdays are for. You're, right, right. You're newly uh, nine to five, I'm so newly, you're learning. Yeah, I'll figure it Saturdays out. Saturdays is like there's nothing like wait, like going to bed. Yeah. And your alarm doesn't go off. Right. And you just wake up whenever your body says it's time. Those are some <laughs> of the, dude. So those are some of the fucking best days. Best. And you days. know, I'm not gonna set an alarm. Mm. I'm just gonna go to sleep right now. Yep. It's like it's whenever your brain says, whenever let's yeah, do it. he decides, it's like your your body because that's what Saturday is like the recovery. Well, unless you turned off, turned the fuck up on Friday, which right. you know you being part of the family and CDC, we've done that plenty of times. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's happened. Yeah, and it happens often, and it continues to happen. Gotta um, tighten it right yeah, there. Yeah, got you right there. But um, no, I love it, and I'm actually trying to work out on Saturdays now. Oh like, yeah, my workout is like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays is yeah. what I'm working out because to me. Yeah, good feeling, you know, waking up with some pussy on a Saturday is great. But, like, also, like, the just waking up on Saturday, hitting the gym, feeling like you did fucking something. Right. And now it's like, dog, word to the diet we were talking about. Now it's like, yo, I can go get that sushi on Saturday, like, yeah. for lunch. Or yeah. go grab some drinks with some friends. And yeah, you kind of find that happy medium. Like you said, you, you know, for the people that are, like... It's this weird, like, fix, Fitzbo culture that's out there. So it's like you're either fucking Mr. Olympia or you're nothing. But for the for normal people, mass population, it's like I just want to be fit. I want to be healthy and I want to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then you can find the middle ground of, like, going and getting some, you know, like you said, some fucking sushi or yeah. whatever the case Steak, may be. Whatever your friends want yeah. to go. Like, you want to, guys want to go grab some mimosas? Hell yeah. Yes, and I want to grab some After mimosas. that gym session, you feel like you had a fulfilled, a full day. Right. And now you're like, dog. Right, like bro, like that's how I posted that uh, today or something like that because I went to the gym today, uh-huh. and um, I was like, dude, I have I have what I feel like is a full day, right, before I even cut my computer on for work. Yeah, like I've already got online, tried to start making some money outside of work, work and everything. Yeah. Went to the gym, got the gym in, got the sauna in. So you know, the reason why the sauna's been big for me lately, I don't even know if I had this conversation with you recently, was because. Basically, I stay in the sun for like 30 minutes straight, so I try. And, yeah, I have music in my ears. But I I will literally, in my mind, work out about 30 minutes of music right. and make sure that's playing before I go into the sauna. Yeah. And when it's done, I leave. And I leave my phone outside the sauna. Like, yeah. I don't care if you're calling. I don't Disconnect care for a second. Texting. Yeah, I might hear your little Bluetooth in my ear. But I'm not touching. I'm not going after it. It's just me away from my phone. And when I'm there listening to music, I can sit there and think about, what do I want to do? What are the next plays? What are the next moves? Who do I got to contact to do it? What am I doing? Whether it's my business life, work life, personal life, family life. Like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What do I need to improve on? Right. Um, what do I know is here? And you just could take those 30 minutes, and for me, it's three times, maybe even four times a week. I get drunk enough. You know, you might want to go sweat out some of them fucking <laughs> demons that you fucking look <laughs> in. But, um, that you ingest That it. you ingest, yeah. Well, you ingest it, but also, like, you know, that demon energy get in you when the tequila start blowing, dog. Like, Hell, like, yeah. I was afraid coming down here. Once I looked at your house off, off down here, I was like, dog, there's I'm te- way too close to the problem. There's tequila houses in here, bro. Dog. And it really is. It's a walk. To, it's like an easy walk to midtown. Oh, shit. You got I, shit to fill. My ass is going down the fucking rum sugar line. I, I fucking, uh, yeah, what's it called? I just walked over to uh, Z Bar the other night. Yep, just see. walked over and there's a little, there's like a little hole in the wall pub right across the street, too, yeah. which I love fucking dive bars. Because you're a dive bar. Because I'm a dive bar. <laughs> 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 that's my, that's my home. Keeping it nice and ghetto. You're right. Well, no, you're you're one of the most incredible people I've ever met. By the way, I just like that blue collar shit. You know? Cheers, cheers, cheers. So what are we cheersing to? So uh, we might make this a normal thing when we come in the pod. I know, right? I think cheers to the cheers to the new. This is the first uh, uh, like recorded real podcast 
in your um, house? In the new studio. Hey, yeah, cheers man. to the first I like them, but I told you I had props on the new studio. Are you trying to be like me with multiple screens? I'm trying to, bro. I'm trying to up my game, bro. You man, know? Man. Yeah, cheers to the new studio. I, um, I greatly appreciate it. I, I do love seeing the CTC stuff in here. Oh, yeah, you already know. Um, I, I love seeing shit. the podcast probably stuff. I'll be rubbing probably. I'm mad I don't got one of the sweatshirts. You got an extra one I'm buying. I'm actually working with Teeny right now. To do another. To do a winter drop. Um, and I'm probably going to do a it. Like, winter drop? You know we're doing another drop, drop too. Huh? We're doing another winter drop. Are you? Yeah, we're going to have the, the green. See, this is going to be a exclusive to your pockets. The green marijuana one. I've seen that one. That one's supposed to I haven't to come seen next. the physical one, but I've seen the. Yeah. So that one's supposed to come next specifically before 420 is what we're working on. Ooh, and then smart. we have that's the smart. blue one coming. And then for you, we'll keep this exclusive to your podcast because this is where hopefully I get to come and talk a lot of shit sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, We're going to have like four like total colorways come. And I'm going to link with you guys and everything and see if you guys want to grab some of the samples. Because we're going to start ordering samples like ASAP. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, I need to text, you know, you know what? Taraj right now and get that shit going. You know what else I was uh, going to ask you, and I'll, I want to ask you on the podcast, was, you know how my outro is Grimm's exclusives? Mm-hmm. You got to give me, like, a, you got to write me, like, a little 10-second CTC thing so I can put it, start putting it in the middle of my episodes. What if I was trying to, I got something even better. Okay, talk to me. I'm working, you know me. Yeah. Mr. Always making Mr. fucking moves, making yeah. moves, Mister P over here playing all day. You know, I'm trying. I know a couple of girls with some good voices. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get them to go to the studio. I want to get a drop that just says like chaos, like mm-hmm. a sexy girl that says chaos, like Maybach music. Yeah, yeah. And then like, ooh, I got what you mean. And like girls, I like got chaos. you, Maybach music. And like yeah. chaos, and I can give you like the drop. So like, have yeah. any, you don't even have to say it or nothing. All I could do is hit like chaos. Right, right. And then like, oh, that'd be sick. Like, that'd be fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd we could put, and sick. we could just throw it in and out of music that we make and everything too. Yeah, hell yeah, in the sick. back and shit like that. And we gotta get you in the studio writing some songs. Again. I know, dude. I fucking made a huge mistake going to Traj's studio and know, fucking showing him my music. And now they're like, you gotta write, <laughs> bro. Everyone's back though. I, that's what I. That's everyone's what I've been back. seeing. Gage is like, back. Yeah. Gage is back. Stu's doing his things. Uh, bro, Stu is doing some big stuff. Big shit, man. Well, I'm proud of that him guy. and ZP Radic. I fucking love those cats together. You know yeah, man. I love those guys. Um, I love ZP's hustle as a young kid. And now the shows um, are popping again. Yep, because they can go do some stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm actually trying to get out to one. Um, um, also, shout out Treasy. Um, like, a lot of those guys have been, you know, in touch with me on some things. And, like, you know, it was just a, a really, really rough time for me to get involved in a lot of stuff, especially, like, mom sick and things like that. Yeah. But, like, you know, it was good to see everyone literally hot back in it. And, um Gage coming back too was big for me, dude. It's personally, it's, so it's like it's been cool to see everybody yeah. really, really kicking again. Yeah, I mean, young Jizo, like people that were on the show like Smokes Greasy's doing stuff mm-hmm. again, and mm-hmm. obviously Treasy just dropped that album, that, yep. uh, you know, and and it looked like his listening parties were pretty successful, which was dope. Like it was, yep. it's, it's, it seems. You know, I know the whole Omicron thing is come. here, but, but it seems bro, much we more li- normal. We live in Reno, man. Reno, Nevada. I know, dude. We don't give a fuck. So, bro. Don't put I, that out there right now. We don't give a fuck. I We're just, getting drunk and we tongue-kissing bitches at the bar. I just went to uh, a Sharks game, San Jose Sharks game. I went back to California. I love the Shark Tank, San Jose, and, HP uh, Pavilion. I went there. I went. It was the weekend that just passed. It was my, it was my brother's birthday. Mm-hmm. And, um, bro, so California, like. I fucking hate to say this because I'm jail right I'm now. born I'm born and raised in California. Still to this day is the best state, period. There's no, it's California. It's California. You can't beat it. But the word when I was there, it was jail right really now. weird, bro. So <laughs> every morning, uh, not every morning, but sometimes I'll throw in the news here because here in Reno, the news is like local sports, sports, just stuff that's right. going on, you know, the, and then the, a little the, little the, little, the little t-shirt drive they got going down yeah. the street. Yeah. <laughs> fucking little, like, oh, they're right here. A little Corona, du- like check in, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm feeling kind of like, okay, this is where we're at. Well, have you coughed lately? So <laughs> I was, uh, I was at the hotel and uh, I fucking put on the news in the morning and I was like, yeah, like swear to God, dude, I was like. This makes so much sense why people in California, like, fuck all the politics, why people are so scared of uh, coronavirus, because the news was fucking terrifying, dude. Yeah, not, only, not only the stuff that they were saying, it was how they were saying it, and then, like, mm-hmm. the imagery, the images that they use, the clips, the bites that they use, and it's nonstop. I had it on for 45 minutes. I went to, like, mm-hmm. Fox, MSNBC, NBC. 
CNN, all of them. Yeah. All of it's the fucking same. And I was like, yeah. yo, this is fucking terrifying. Yeah. I went over to the, we were mm-hmm. at the Sharks game, and there was like people out there. We were like drinking out in front of the stadium. Bro, there was like a thousand people out there. Every single person outside has all their masks on and stuff like that. Like, it's very, like... It's a different world out there. Shops and shit Mm -hmm. are still closed. There's still restaurants that can't seat inside. Mm -hmm. Because I haven't been back there in fucking months and months. I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? So when we were doing a lot of shit, we were moving. We were moving heavy as a team. You know, we're into COVID, too. Like, it helped build CTC in a way that we really kind of bonded as family. A lot of us, we had no one else we could talk to on a regular or be next to. Bro, do you remember we used to go out and fucking you couldn't... Like, hear me out. It was hard to get places because people from California were coming here so they could party. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, like, I, I, like, like, we, like we were at 50% like, capacity. Open? We were at 50% capacity, yeah. but they were still coming here to party. <laughs> how about that? Yo, how about that weird short sprint of time in Reno when the bars were open, but you had to be seated? Yep. You had to be seated at the bar the whole time. That changed some of the anatomy of some of the bars in the city. It was weird, bro. Like some like, bars in the city used to be real college bars. Like people would just hang out all day, standing up, like three yeah. line, three people deep at the bar. Yeah. And now you're talking about, um, now you're talking about our bar doesn't do that anymore. Like you yeah. just you just sit at the bar. You and sit or shit. sit it's at the tables. It's a regular bar. Yeah. Like, it was I mean, weird, you can bro. stand up and do everything that you want to do. Yeah. But there's no one there. To but do it was anything. just awkward because, like, you know, bars you socialize and you going over and you're talking to this person you're talking to this person you're, standing, you're dancing for a second you know you're doing this mm-hmm. and it was like uh, I'll take one too um, it was I was like man you can't talk to nobody you can talk to the people that you come with or if you luck out and find a friendly person sitting yeah. immediately next to, to you, you. Well, other than that, spot that they assigned you to sit at I went with a buddy of mine and we were sitting at the bar we we're at our bar we were sitting at the fucking bar mm-hmm. and we're like yo you know let's go let's get social we haven't been out in a while this is like a year and a half ago or whatever and we're sitting there and we're drinking beers and we were like, why the fuck don't we just go home and oh, drink these beers? Beer. We're just mm-hmm. sitting here talking to each other. Well, remember how many fight nights I threw at my house? <laughs> Big facts. Like every weekend, I was like, oh, well, the fights are just on I or where f- the UFC bring people together? I was that, like, <laughs> that first fucking weekend when it was like you could you could get tables and shit for the fight, it was yeah. the Tyson. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Those tables. Bomber, cost. when we went to the fucking uh, Peppermint Hippo, the strip club. Oh, that time we that went to Peppermint was cracking, was insane. Bro. I remember you were like that every day. I fucking partied. I was at the Peppermint Hippo till like six in the morning the night before, just fucked up, blowing hella cash, and I was so drunk I couldn't get my fucking car home. <laughs> so I left my car at the Peppermint Hippo, so and I remember I'm day. like keeping it hella slick. I wasn't talking to nobody. I'm like in a depression, <laughs> and I drive to the Peppermint. I get. Uh, my homegirl drives me to the Peppermint Hippo. Mm-hmm. This is like fucking eight o'clock at night. Is when I finally like started to like get back. Recognize that you were a human again. And uh, I literally, I'll never forget. I'm walking up to my fucking door, and I get a phone call, and it's you. And you're like, "Yo, where you at?" I'm like, "I'm picking up my car right now." He's like, "Yo, we got a table, we got bottles, <laughs> all the CTCs up in here." And I'm like, "Where you guys at?" You're like, oh, I'm at the, we're at the Peppermint Hippo. Where are you at? And I'm like, nigga, I'm standing outside the Peppermint Hippo. <laughs> and I walked in, and there's just fucking, like, it was like Jeez, 1942 and a bottle of Henny and Gage is standing up with a fucking bottle. Yo, that was crazy. That All was recently, actually. All the strippers actually, are yeah. at the table. There's, like, <laughs> strippers at the table. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, there's food coming. I'm like, oh, my God, hey, here we hey, go. Hey, yo, word to that night, the company is still paying it off. So uh, if you guys could buy a sweatshirt. I fucking <laughs> bet, dude. <laughs> Please let me know. When I walked in, I'm like, God damn. Because I wasn't really drinking. I was so fucking hungover. Yeah, I had a couple had shots, but I was like, dude, bottle this is Bottle of Duce, bottle of Classe Azul, bottle of 1942, and uh, I at least got another bottle of Don Julio. Yeah, it was aggressive. That, was That's all that wasn't as crazy as the first night way back when my homie had a homegirl who had to set up, and then like all of us ended up kind of getting invited for like, the fights. It was like... The uh, the Usman versus um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Masvidal fight, mm-hmm. and we end up going upstairs early. Oh, at the hippo? Yeah, at the hippo. I've never been upstairs. Bro, I was upstairs uh, for New Year's. It was was it nice? So upstairs, they have like the big drop down thing. You can still see it like behind the whole thing. So it was okay. super nice. So we okay. had all the tables and like all the strippers and everything up there, and like we were going. Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> we were bananas. We went Stefani in this right, motherfucker. We, we made them open open up the bar, and like for like New Year's, I went and we opened. Uh, me and uh, Raul, me Raul and Kelvin, we was up top too because New Year's was so packed. The upstairs was open, so we right. just went 
Like we didn't care what the fuck. If you could, what what a like systemically, like visually, what's mm-hmm. your what's your favorite strip club in Reno? Like, what do you think's the nicest one? You talk about oh shit. You talk about physical. Like, yeah, the the physical, like the layout and all that stuff. Which one do you like the most? Hippo. It's got the newest money amount of money in it right now. It definitely has a. You know, there's. I really like the hippo, and I was hoping mm. you're gonna say it because it's not much of a. Pr- Yo, by the way, we talk about the hippo. So shout out J Bay, shout out Wolfgang, shout out all my people over there. Y'all know I love y'all. Dude, there's one thing about the hippo that I just can't get over. Okay, I just can't what? get over it. The fucking main stage. <laughs> With the pole that doesn't have a... The pole that doesn't... Bro, it it doesn't go to the roof. So, like, you know... (laughs) When the the thick girls be on there, then they get on there. I'm really looking, and I'm trying so hard to focus on that ass and them dancing and the entertainment, but I'm really watching the pole, like... This motherfucker's so coming out of the ground. Out the There's no ground. doubt in my mind. That thing it looks it's like a leaning tower, dude. It's it cracks me up, but it's also one of the reasons you go too. Cause I mean it's kinda cool. Yeah. It's okay. cool. And it looks cool. But I was also like, when I first walked in there, I'm like, did they like <laughs> they yeah. ran out of funding? They're like, this is the longest pole we have. Right. <laughs> no, I think um I think it was just the concept of it being different. No, I feel it. And it works, obviously. It the works, poles yeah. never come out of the ground, and exactly. it's probably and they got very the one, sturdy. They got the one toward the front that has a whole another long. But there's no doubt that that thing moves, and it be moving it, it when do, when do, when they're be getting it wibbly in. Wibbly wobbling. It yeah, do. I'm like, I'm sitting there like <laughs> holding my breath. I'm throwing extra ones for the medical bill. I'm like, this girl about to bust her whole shit. This could be the time. This could be <laughs> it. No, um, I've actually taken a tour of all the hippo. I don't know if you've done that with me. No. So, JB took me on a tour. I've never been upstairs. Yeah, so they have a big-ass room in the back, like, for custom parties. Like, 1500 You can get the whole room, like, you and your boys. Like, it's not even that much. And, like, big-ass room, whatever you want. Like, a penthouse suite, basically. You probably spent, we probably spent fifteen fucking hundred dollars on that fight. Shit, who you telling? That's what I'm saying. I would have did it. Yeah. Like, you get the room in the back. They have the whole, like, custom wine cellar over there. And they got all the walk rooms. So, Uh like, I walked through all those. And they took you upstairs and walk you through all the the VIP seats and, like, the big screen that comes down. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's a lot. So, there's a lot of room upstairs. Yeah, it's a good amount of room upstairs. Because all you can see when you're downstairs, when you look up, you just see, like, the horseshoe, but you can't yeah. even really see it. Next time you go, and me, hit me up. And even if we go on, like, a regular night or whatever, um, I can get someone to give us a tour. Oh, I'd be lit. I'd so be lit I, can get, I can get someone to give us a tour. I've been, I've, been decreasing my, I've been decreasing my partying because after that fucking Lex binger we went on that. Dude, that was a fucking bro, binger. that was a straight binger, bro. We went to Lex. Well, we were celebrating your move sh- up in life. To a show. Three weekends in a fucking row. Bro, I was mad when she kept hitting us up. Like, hey, we're going to do it again. Like, we're going to do it again. I'm looking at my homies like, I'm not doing it again. Like, I, I just can't. What I would also say, though, is been in bottle service a lot. Like, 200 bucks for bottle service is nothing compared to what people pay. You know, like, yeah. when we split it and she, obviously, Bro, old girl know, gets the plug. You know but, what you're doing to me right now? Like, what? you know, one of my biggest fucking, like. Like personal gripes with like myself, and I guess not even myself, but it's like myself. Okay, talk to me. It's you. It's when the, when it's the city you. of Reno was cracking, you know, we had like hella bar, hella clubs and bars and shit. Now we're kind of, eh, which is why I'm you know on my health tip. Doing right, right. Still like, more cracking than most places, more but places, definitely yeah. not what it was two years. Dog, ago. you talking about bro? You should be able to go to Edge and get a bottle of Sky for like two fifty. Big facts. Go to go to. Uh, uh, Babinga get Is a Edge even for, still there It's not even open anymore yeah, You yeah. go to Babinga Now it's nobody But you go to Babinga And get a bottle For like 250 Like When I was The clubs are all Jumping at that time I'm right. like, To the brim Like lines to get in And those lines Were authentic right. not, yeah. And not like Hey we're it's a line to get in. You get in this empty. You know, it's a line to get in. And, and now there's really cracking. only lines when there's a big show. Before exactly. it was like it was just a yeah, Saturday. Like exactly. So like you're on a regular, fr- red or Friday night at Babinga line and it's jumping. Where regular, is Babinga at? Where Novi is now. Oh, isn't Novi like a country bar? Yeah, but it's like top 100 now. Like oh, okay. okay yeah. And they don't overly do the country because they got to make money. Right. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, they got to get people to show up. Um, but like. Imagine like a Hefe at his prime was like Babinga. Right. And so you're talking about like Edge was even doper, really. And then when what put the, what actually happened in the Reno Nightlife was um Babinga or well, Lex was announced and they built a big fifteen million dollar club. Right. And it was dope and all, but it hadn't really opened yet. Babinga had basically decided to close because they had a little scandal in the situation. So it closed. So 
Lex wasn't quite open yet, but Benga closed. Rise closed too, if you remember Rise. Rise, no. Was on Club Two Ten, basically. Oh shit. Okay. I know the club. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, off Sierra. That shit was like it was a two story club with three different dance floors and three different DJ setups. It was freaking huge. Right. It was dope. So that Rise closed and Babinga closed. All that was open for about a year. Well, not even a year, like six, seven months was Edge. That's all that was open. So Edge went from the what Lex is now, which is the uppity high end spot. You gotta pretend like you're in Vegas. That's what Edge used to be. Right. Edge became the local spot. So now everybody was there. They ended up even remodeling. Really? So it was jumping over there. And I'm talking about like, dude, you mean if you put me now, what I how I do and how I live now, back in those times when it was jumping like that. We rap. It'd be a wrap. And you're talking about, look, 250 for a bottle? Yeah, fuck. Shit, I, I spent that in a night. I had to, fu- yeah. I, oh, I, I spent that, spend that at Fusion yeah, and I sp- Yeah, I spent that in, in one location at a place. Yeah, for no, real. No, t- bro, swipe the card. I was about to tell you, I'm going to talk to you about it off mic, but I want to talk to you about some NFT stuff because we do have a multimedia company that needs to get involved in that, especially uh, moving our apparel and shit. If, if, if there's a time. The time is now, and we're trying to do some shit. Because it's not even like a. What I've learned in the last two and a half months is it's not like a sense of urgency. Like the whole the whole thing that people are kind of seeing right now is people flipping NFTs and making massive bags quick. That will how long will that last? I don't I don't know. You good? Yeah, just try. You good. Please. How long will that last? I'm not sure, but you know, the the right now the though. sense of urgency is high, but not as high as people think. Like to like educate themselves, do their homework, get in. You're gonna build. You're gonna build in the space. There's so many utilities and different outlets and things that are going on with NFTs that people don't understand. If you don't know what an NFT is, so it's like now is the time to. Because like right now, dude, like platforms are falling apart. Sometimes like there's no streamline. There's no one wallet. There's no one website. There's no one market. There's no one token. Cause everything's still being built and they're going through the trial and error phase. So yep. to kind of build right now. And, and if you are a multimedia company or a music industry or any company for that matter, um, especially the weed industry, like to, to learn how to build a program, to learn how to build your own project, it's huge on building community. You can make a lot of money, obviously. A ton of awareness. Like, yep. it's it's a it's fucking wild what I've learned in the two and a half months. And it's like, and it's it's not it's not going to go anywhere because oh, the, yeah. it's the future metaverse and everything. Yeah. If you look at what's popping in the world right now, as much as you say this is dumb, I read something that was like the greatest thing ever, and it was also the worst thing ever in my eyes. So I think that we're doing a little bit too much of this shit, but. Um, it was like what the concept of the metaverse was. Right. It was a real theory. And the guy says the metaverse isn't a thing, like virtual reality. The metaverse is the point in our lives as humans where what's going on digitally becomes more, more important, important to us 100%. than what's 100%. going on in the physical world. Like people think of metaverse as like the virtual reality games, which mm-hmm. it's far from. And it's I far. didn't know that until, you know, and it's not like malicious ignorance. It's just people don't know. Like I with know. the NFT, like I thought, okay, this is a fad of buying pictures. But what I didn't realize was the, f- the technology of an NFT. Like an NFT is a irreplaceable proof of lead. It's a ledger and proof of mm-hmm. ownership of a digital asset. Mm-hmm. So like, like my music. Yeah, you know, like, you know, you hold a lease to a car. This is uh, this is my proof. I own this mm-hmm. car. I was the last person to buy it. Yeah, like the the slip to your car. Like when right. I finished paying off my car, my my beautiful car, it's I have, I literally stamped it on my board that says that I own this right. car. And but there's no the world is going so digital, but there's never been any proof of digital ownership right so you can copy you can paste you can click out whatever you can download a file you can download a video whatever the case may be but an nft is linked to an item so so it shows like you know like a, a board ape board ape is a nft that's worth like you know yeah. roughly one on of, average one of the first 000. ones one of the first ones no, that no, was no, endorsed not even the first it came in only said, like it's only like four it's only like four or five months old it's not even an old it's by Shit. far the most expensive right why so one tell NF- me why there's there's all right. Well, it, yeah, I was, I was go, saying there's go, so many. Go, there's so many. Go on your, go your original tangent first, and um, then I'm probably ask you why later. Because I'm trying to figure so, out why. So, that like a board ape much. is roughly on average worth about two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? This yeah. picture of this NFT. Yep. Picture of an now, ape. Now, um, 
the thing about it is like I could right click and save that picture. I could screenshot it. Right. Mm. But if I were to go to try to take this board ape, that's worth $250,000 and go sell it. What people don't understand is that's been stamped and it's been time stamped and recorded on the blockchain. And the yep. blockchain is literally just a very long impenetrable ledger of when and where and how much you purchase something for yep. in the digital space. So if you were to go to try to sell this clip art, like you just copied and pasted it, they would just, Go on the blockchain and be like, you don't fucking own this, mm -hmm. right? And it's and it's a decentralized system. So we function off a centralized banking system, if you would. This is decentralized. So the market controls the yeah, market the market instead of the market. large stakeholders controlling yeah. the market. So so I did get that. I did get that learning about what decentralized versus centralized and how important that is. What's gonna happen though? So the NFTs are cool and it's dope, but what people don't understand is, very soon, in my personal opinion, maybe in a year or two the handshake between an NFT and a physical good is going to come. So like a good, really easy example is people who are watch collectors, right? One of the bit hardest things to do in watch collecting is to prove if this watch is, is vintage, authentic. authentic or anything like that. So if there's an NFT connected, everything Rolex is doing it. Rolex is the first watch company. That, that, Every single Rolex that they sell will have an NFT connected to it. So when you buy this, uh, what's it called? You know, this Rolex, it'll have an NFT. You can look on the blockchain and match it. This thing is still owned by Rolex. It's never been bought. Mm -hmm. There's no other ownership and it's nothing that can be erased. So it's like a, a Carfax forever. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it really is. But, okay. and it's, and it's, and then also there's, there's utility because that like impenetrable proof of ownership, NFTs are putting so much utility on themselves. So okay. for example, Nas released two songs on one of his albums as mm -hmm. an NFT. Okay, so yeah. anyone in the world can go listen to these two songs. Anyone can download them. Anyone can stream them or whatever. But the person that bought the NFT for this song, if you go oh, download, let's say I have the NFT for the song, I get 20% royalty. Nas gets 80%. Now, music industries will take much more than 20%. Mm -hmm. So it's already a good deal for Nas. But that's me believing Nas. If you go download and stream Nas's song, you get to enjoy it. I download Nas's stream and listen to the song. I get to enjoy it too. But from the royalties of that download and stream, I take 20%. But you paid Nas technically up front for that track. 100%. So, so. you're paying, you're believing in, it's really like paying in what you believe mm -hmm. in. And then, he, and then if you trade it, he probably gets a commission on your trade. He gets a royalty, obviously. When, when you and, sell but it. these things can be traded. And let's go even on a bigger scale. Because I is, bought the Tory Lane album. There was a seven-track album he did for NFTs. Right. In the middle of like pandemic, I want to say like seven months ago, yeah. I got that shit for a dollar. He said he sold a million of them for a dollar, and people are already trying to resell them at like 50 Gs. Oh, and yeah. I, and I got the album right now. So it's it crazy. Came, it came with separate album like art for each song, yeah. and you can sell the the, uh, the album or the, the, uh, like the NFT as itself. As and the NFT is no, it's a non-fungible token, so yeah. like it, one for one can't be exchanged, which is dope as well. But let's go on the macro. like. This is be this is way down in the future, but think of this type of technology. If there's an NFT that can be stamped to a physical good, and it's already being stamped to a digital good, right? Mm -hmm. And can show proof of ownership, and then you get these utilities, and and you're able to have access to these things. Think about education, okay? So a lot of people are doing education online. So if I'm University of Phoenix, and uh, someone wants a business bachelor's degree, right? Mm -hmm. I could take a hundred thousand. NFTs that are business bachelor's degree, the whole course, and I could sell it to someone as an NFT. So if you hold that NFT, you have access to the entire online course where you can get a bachelor's degree, right? Mm -hmm. One time sell from University of Phoenix to a person. Now, if someone else wants a bachelor's degree, that person that holds the NFT can sell it to another person that wants a bachelor's degree, right? Now, check this out. The person who bought it in the first place paid for the education, now gets to sell it and make all, if not a portion, or even more money than they paid for the education. The person that bought the NFT from that person, now they have access to the education. They get a bachelor's degree, and they find someone else who wants a bachelor's so degree. So you're they saying sell the that NFT, and University of Phoenix gets payment takes off every transition, five, transaction. 5%, 6% of the royalty. Yep. So now you have... Now you have what is a bachelor's degree worth truly because it's a non-fungible token. So if a bachelor's degree isn't worth shit, 
It's not the government and the education system telling you how much tuition costs. It's the market telling you how much it costs. It's the market telling you how much it costs. Is a business degree valuable? That's the true test. Is a business degree from University of Phoenix valuable? Because then if Harvard gets involved in this, that NFT is going to cost a lot more fucking money. And that's that's the definition of a non-fungible token. One for one can't be traded. So it's it's like... I mean, God, I mean, here's the thing for me. I can see it as the future. I can see that far ahead as the future because it's not just the art. That's it's people, people it's just, far people, from people the art. People just see it as the corny art, and I it's knew far, it wasn't that. It's so fucking far from the art. And what's Because the art right now is just the easiest way to make money. but Or the easiest way to explain it, too, right? Because once it becomes something like unexplained, our our monetary system already works like this in, in many different ways it's just not digital entirely um but like for me that's why i think based on everything we've talked about today i might have to hit that in a minute too yeah. of everything that we've talked about today that one right there? i have a fresh one everything we talked about today the key is diversity in your fucking portfolio mm-hmm. but hear me out though because we're on something deep right now. It might be the second beer, but we're on something deep. Our diversity um, as a person, our portfolio, our diversity of our portfolio as a person. If you're a person who maintains a certain shape, a certain style, has a certain knowledge in this financial background, this non-fungible token, this job, this education, when you're building yourself up, I was literally, while we were having this conversation, I was thinking to myself about like, you know, what makes me me after a while? You know, there's a lot of people in this world right now who just work their job. And then what they fail to realize is that their job becomes who they are. Because you start sitting here and all you do all day is you work. And then when you're done working, you sit on your couch. And then you go to sleep. And then you wake up. And then you go to work. <laughs> and then you sit on your couch. And it's like, that's all you are. And whatever Netflix shows you watch. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's so much more to life. And, yeah, I'm not even traveling yet. But just working on yourself i fully believe that just a small understanding of nfts it'd be huge a small understanding of stocks a small understanding of how businesses work this and the other this knowledge is huge and for a person to be their portfolio as a human to be diverse enough for i can have well i might not fully believe in nfts but i got four or five you know it's something that i believe in but then also when you're talking about diversifying it's also like it's truly the next level of um, the flex, the blue yeah. check mark, right? Because like having a can, board ape is like having a Rolex right now. Right, but you can so also another thing that I didn't realize was anyone who says that anyone who says that this stuff is a scam or anything like this, this market is the most transparent market that I've ever seen. You can check the blockchain at any time, right? It's not you a scam. Could, Wallets are, wallets are public and things like that. You can see all sales and transactions for any NFT. If, if I own an NFT, someone else can go look at the transaction history of an NFT that I own and see I'm, the la- I'm holding it right now. It's 100% transparent and in a weird sense, which is pretty crazy. But then also, it's, it's like the next level of a digital flex and communication because how we communicate is like the clothes that we wear, the things that we own, the places that we eat, the things that we buy, right? Almost more than how, almost more than the words that we speak, and it's like if yep. I'm a if I'm an influencer and I take a picture in front of a Lambo, well, how, some people will see that picture, that's cool, but how many people am I driving by, seeing every day, this side and the other, you know, not a lot of people are seeing me in this Lambo, mm-hmm. but if I have an NFT on this Lambo, anyone can be like, what about this Jake? What about this Jake Paul guy? Is he really <laughs> legit? Like, yeah, that fool's got fucking. On the blockchain, that fool's yeah. got ten fucking Lambos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think you can tell, like you can tell, like yeah. it's transparent. Basically, but that's also gets scary because now you can see what everyone has. Correct, but I mean, but that and, that is very true. And I'm very big on, and this ties into something else I learned recently. We're gonna start getting topics. Um, <laughs> um, so I had someone ask a cool question. There's two questions I heard on podcasts that are amazing. I'm gonna start with one, the newest one I heard. And he said, um, it wasn't really a question, but a guy brought up a situation. He said, I had a lot of money, right? Millions of dollars, you know. But I was never a a guy who thought a lot of money was, like, important. Like, I wasn't a flashy guy. You wouldn't see me this, any other. And he said that I never understood what somebody would buy a $5 million Lamborghini. 
But I had a bunch of friends, you know, like, you know, bothering me. Da, 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 you should get one. You should get one. And I was like, fuck it. Got one, right? He said that it's crazy because I didn't value that as somebody who made money. But having that $5 million Lamborghini, the rooms it got me into, I made the money back on that Lamborghini plus some by the people that I met right. from the rooms that I was able to get into because right. I had a five million dollar Lamborghini. And so that went so before I was going to say before we like move too far past it, there's a lot of people when they say fake it till you make it, that's where some of that concept comes from because one day someone might see you in your little, in your car that you can't afford, but it might get you in a room. Right. And if you can perform enough in that room, you might actually be able to find a way to do some shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a trip. And a lot of people might not like it because it really pushes into the social media and all that mm-hmm. stuff and that type of influencer world. But there is no, there, I mean, name a business that's not tied to some type of, of social media. Now, I'm not a big social media Everything's guy. digital now. I'm not a big social media guy either. But what I see, what I see in the future, I'm going to speed up here. What I see in the future with NFT, like I, I do believe that in the in the micro the nft flipping might crumble yeah but in the macro the nft technology there's no way the world the world's gonna move it's got partnerships with nike adidas nba mlb lamborghini rolex you thought the people with money weren't gonna come make money even if they didn't believe in it now i also do i also do kind of wonder and i ponder this a lot is when now when these big things do pop off there will be half. There will have to be some type of laws and regulation. and regulation. So I do wonder when the government will find a way into this. Because right now it's really a free market, like, and it's completely decentralized for the most part. Do you want to know how the government will find a way into the market? I mean, you can't control the blockchain. I know, but you don't know how the government will find a way in the market. Wow, they're gonna buy their way in. Yeah, so, but, but this is the thing. There's whales. So the biggest whales in the market, the biggest whales in the NFT market, right? Mm-hmm. They they have influence by like tweeting some stuff and stuff like that, but they can't change anything about the market because there's no, they're not stakeholders. The one thing they can't battle is the market, which is which the, is where they're gonna which is where they're gonna have the war because. But right now they can like the government can a centralized bank, they can they can influence the market because they're stakeholders there's no mm-hmm. stakeholders in the blockchain there's no I mean, stakeholders in tokens the only way the government government manages it is just law law is another intangible thing that's only managed by the government right. so once that's why the fluctuations that come in the value of bitcoin and and um, all the other things that you know have value that comes from the fluctuation comes from when they say you can't trade right. it when China was like, yeah, we're not accepting that shit. All of a sudden, some China. some people are like, eh. China knows a bunch of savages. So, oh, China's just, evil as fuck. Listen, they know what they're doing. Just two weeks ago. They know what they're doing better than China we. shut down cryptocurrency. Hell yeah. Country. I know. Because obviously, I mean. Because they, they can't control it. Well, it took and me, it's communist. <laughs> I was going to say, it took me long to realize. It took me way too long to realize that it's a completely communist uh, country. But China has created their own crypto. So oh, crypt- absolutely. Crypto is accepted now in China, but only their crypto. Bro. Akon has his own crypto, because except in an Akon city that he's because it's not. Africa. It's just not going anywhere, you know. And it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. And to see that the the biggest thing that I saw was when I was really diving into it, I saw that three hundred and fifty thousand people have active wallets, right. and no, out of those three hundred and fifty thousand. Not all of them are trading NFTs. A lot no. of those wallets are just holding crypto because yeah. people invest in crypto. Exactly. So if you go to anyone, anyone in the world and say, hey, I have something that could tap into every market in the world. And 99.98% of the entire population of the world couldn't explain to you what an it NFT is. is. Mm-hmm. So like I see people, they're like, oh, whatever. It's boomed. It's whatever, you know. And that's what I thought as well. But when I started to look into it, it is so... Like, if there's anyone who listens to this, getting into it, you're so unbelievably fucking early. I have yeah. never seen yeah, anything like this in my life. I truly yeah. have not. And, like, maybe I'm being optimistic because I'm in it now. But so this the the new show that I'm coming out with, and it's called NFT Boys um, with Tao and I, is uh, we tagged ourselves as the binge boys because we have literally just been violently binging on education yeah. because – not only is it so new, but because it's so new, it changes so quick. Literally, mm-hmm. like 
one hour, one creating hour creating rules. They're one, creating rules. One hour in that space is a year. In, uh, in, in it's, it's like a fucking. It's money. legitimately like a day, mm-hmm. because so many different things change. It's not even like new rules. It's just it's the movement. There's such a small population into it that it moves so fast. It it's moves like a speedboat so compared to fast. a yacht. Yeah, it's like it's like a bowling ball with mm-hmm. the bumpers up. Like it's mm-hmm. changing best, directions like crazy. The best analogy I ever heard for that when I was working for a startup that became one of the top brokerages in the in the world. Um, they said, well, when we were. When I was there, they were like, well, we're a speedboat compared to them, the yachts over there. Yeah. So when we work with customers, when we work with people, like, they want us to do something, we can go do it. Yeah. The yacht's like, get over there. Right. <laughs> like, I can't just hit it and move. And that's just how NFTs move right now. It's so fast. Like, just for me, I haven't invested in it yet. I've invested a small, small, minuscule amount of money in the crypto. But, like, you know, I'm still tapped into NFTs. Have I done it all the way no have i seen people with spooky boys yeah was i in their discord for a little bit yeah Yeah. Uh, i have a friend who who's really doing it for real too my boy ron shout out big ron um he's doing he's doing it too he studied it and he's in it too to study it and like i said we're at that point in our age right now where we're the ones who like at 30 where you're like look we tried to have fun broke for a long time it was was a good run it was a good run (laughs) Now I'm trying to be walking the beaches of Ibiza with the IG model, and I ain't got time. And and right now, in order to get there, I might have to sacrifice the next two, three years of my life to to get the monetary value right. to myself. And how do we get there by studying certain level certain levels of financial education? And whether people want to believe it or fucking not, NFTs are financial education right now. And the biggest, yeah, the biggest thing is if anyone listens to this and is like, oh, I might go check out like. It is mandatory. Like if someone's like, I'm, I got 500 bucks and they call me and they're like, hey, you know, you know, I've had somebody do that, this to me. They've mm-hmm. called me and they're like, hey, man, I got a couple hundred bucks. I see that you're doing NFTs. Like I got, you know, what should I get? My first question, my first answer is you need to go do your fucking homework. All day. Immediately. You need to go do your homework and you need to figure this shit out because it is not, it is far from simple and a lot of people are going to get discouraged, but you just have to keep like if I watch 10 YouTube videos, not even scratching the surface. Like I listen to Gary V a lot and he's spot on. I truly do believe like once I got to about a roughly about 50 to 60 hours of pure education, I'm talking Twitter. I know it sounds dumb, but it's like Twitter, uh, discords, YouTube videos, podcasts. You start feeling it. I started to have an idea, and that's when I put in a hundred dollars. You know, and I had to, and we still right now, like we're going so hard on education, and it's so discouraging for a newcomer. That's why we're going to start this. Uh, uh, yeah. um, that's why we're going to start NFT Boys because yep. I want people in the space. You know, it's far from like, oh, I'm in, and I only want to be in. It's so there's so much expansion that's going to happen, but I do know that. A vast majority of the population, you know, if you go to tell somebody to do something, you're like, hey, all you got to do is you got to sign up for this and then you get a PayPal and then you link your PayPal to a Coinbase. Got to make a Coinbase account and then you get this thing called a MetaMask wallet. And then they're immediately they're like, fuck all this. What am I doing over here? I'm yeah, connecting this. Lost. I'm doing this and I got to get in a discord and I can't buy one yet. Why can't I buy one yet? Like when is it? What is this minting thing and all this stuff left and right? And they're going to be like, fuck this. I'm out of here, you know, and then. But I mean, God, I mean. And I love this conversation, too, because it brings me to the point where this isn't just a conversation about NFTs, really. This is about, for one, anything financial that you get into. And, low-key, we talked about health and everything else. You got to study that shit, too. You have to. Before you pick and choose what what workout plan, you got to understand why you're doing shit. So when you talk about NFTs, when you talk about money, whether it's the stock market, day trading, long-term trading, NFTs, crypto, like, do you people think that it's just as simple as oh I see this, buy sell, I have it I have money and then I could just flip it. Let me just get into it. Let me just get into it. But you have to do so much research and it takes time and and for some of these things there are gatekeepers, so you might have to actually pay for your education like you pay for your college. Right. Like when I wanted to pay to get into the stock market, like I paid. Uh, X amount of dollars for an education in that. And that was just a beginner education. It's like, it's like I tell people all the time, it's like starting a new job. You just start a new job, right? Jobs are very easy. Almost all jobs are easy. The 
the only thing you do at each job basically is learn the new language. Right. <laughs> That's it. You know what you're doing already. All you got to do is know how to communicate it with somebody, and they're using different terminology with different viewpoints. And different you have processes. Different processes, and once you can communicate those things, it's the same shit. Yeah. It's the same thing when it comes to this. You have to go get the education to learn the vocabulary so when someone talks to you about it, you can learn from them, but you know what language they're fucking talking. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, because it's gibberish. But yeah, it's been a, uh, it's been fun, man. And sh- and, and uh, you know, be on the lookout for uh, my new show. It'll be on YouTube yeah, and right. it'll be on Spotify. NHT, uh, NHT boys or NFT NFT boys. boys. Well, I would you, say you're you're a beer and a half in, and you're struggling. Well, I said it because <laughs> NHT boys is like one of my favorite barrier groups. Oh, okay. And but uh, NFT boys, you know, and it's strictly beginners. It's 15, 20 minute episodes, and it's extremely uh, simplistic and superficial, and it's just a nice little roadmap as you're listening to other podcasts and watching YouTube videos and educating yourself on Twitter and getting in discords and looking at projects. It's a good, uh, it, it's going to be a good thing to, you know, have in your car and listen, you're going to learn terminology. You're going to learn blockchain. You're going to know, mm-hmm. you're going to learn crypto. You're going to learn NFTs. You're going to learn the terminology, the minting, the discords, you know, the big hitters, the influencers that can educate you and things like that. Pretty much the same process that, that we're going through right now. So it's always nice to, I, I think it's going to be a cool experience to, grow with us in the podcast you know we're not experts on the podcast we are in the trenches right now learning and giving you the beginner like the site right the site of of mm-hmm. a beginner you know just a little bit ahead you know, you know and the beauty of what you're doing with that shit is fucking there's so much to be we do this all we don't do this all the time and you do this all the time but we do a lot of things in the world us being people people mm-hmm. gravitate toward they're, they feel like they're in it with us. Right. There's nothing like feeling like the person that you're working your ass off next to is working their ass off too, trying oh, to figure the out the same fucking thing. It's like playing sports. It's like uh, one of the coolest quotes I ever fucking heard was, one of the coolest quotes I ever heard was um, in any given Sunday when the guy said, you know what, when I retired, it wasn't the money, the girls, and the fame that I missed. It was me and other 10 people on the field yeah. looking down the field with the same goal in mind. Yeah. And that's literally when you stand next to somebody who's trying to teach you something, who might know a little bit more than you, but you can see them grinding too. You see yeah. them struggling. You see them winning and losing too. You just feel bought in too. Like, yo, I understand this is a place that we can go with it. And, I, and that's really fucking right. what you're going to do with that show. And I think that's yeah, I hope fucking so. incredible. And, and because as I've been getting into it, I just want everyone to get into it. But then I've realized that going through multi-level markets and direct sales and things like that. and, and done that before. <laughs> multi-level <yeah>. marketing? <laughs> multi-level marketing. <laughs> hey, know? word that. What is it? ASUN yeah. and Verve. And how many other, I other did Dream Trips, Avon, Amway. You did Avon, dog? No, no. I didn't do Avon or Amway. Your beard, but your beard I did. is luscious, but I chill. Did a- <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> what, was the one, what was the one when they were trying to get credit for you having the cable? Oh, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> helium or something like that? No, there was a whole bunch of shit. But, uh, but the big thing was is I, I've transferred from being, uh, you know, having, being convincing to having conviction. Yes. You know, so I think that people will follow and things like that, but I'm not going to, especially because of what it's like to get into the NFT space. If someone's hesitant, it's just, it's just not for you right now. Cause you really yeah. got to, you really got to dive in. Cause you can't be like, I'll check it out. Every Saturday I do some NFT education. It's like, all right, I'll check, check me in a year and a half in the game. Or check me in yeah. a month. The yeah. game's completely different. Everything yeah. that you learned is probably irrelevant. You got to fucking buy in. The thing is, but that's, I mean, and you know what's funny to a lot of to, to explain to a lot of people, 40, 50 hours ain't that much. You spend that at work. It's really not. And anyone trying to do something outside of work, if you want to be successful in it, you almost got to work just as hard at it outside of work than you do inside of work. And you need to be working at it while you're at work during your downtime. It's fucking two, it's two and a half weeks of mm-hmm. two to three hours a day. The only thing that work has over you is that you have to do it. And some of these things that can make you X amount of dollars or a certain level of education, you want to do it. When you work at 11 and 10 a.m. in the morning, waking up at 545 for something that you want to do is hard. When you work at 6 a.m. in the morning, waking up at 545 for work is easy because you have to. And so that's the difference. So when you want to go into NFTs, when you go into the stock market, day trading, whatever you want to do, 
you know, I'm not telling anyone to go any specific way, but you're going to, the first thing you're going to run into is what you want to do versus what you have to do and how hard it is to just do something you want to do. What's it called? That was just in my, uh, just in my last episode that I dropped with Travis. The, I watched that episode. Yeah, that was when a good it was episode. like being in a one-two and a half-two situation. Yep. You know, no, I, I fucking smiled my brains out when you said that. <laughs> I feel like the day before that, I was just thinking because you know what you see on social media because you know fuck social media, but like you'll see some famous person, multi-millions in the bank, whatever, and it's and they'll tell you and they'll just post some anonymous ass bullshit. Um, well, they'll post. They'll be like, uh, in this world, you only do what you want to do. And they'll, you know, some, some R&B singer post that shit. And I know a lot of motherfuckers in this world have to do what they have to fucking do. And they have to do that no matter what. It's and if like, that takes 50 hours a week or 60 or 70 or 80 hours a week, they got to do that. And then when you tell them to do what they want to do, right. whatever they got fucking left right. is what time they got to do what they want to do. So how bad do you want? It should be like strive to do what you want to do and do what you have to until you get there. Exactly. Because no matter what, you got to do what you have to do. You, have to. you can't. Don't and don't Antonio Brown your fucking job because you think NFTs is the way and you ain't fucking studied your shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I'm being real fucking honest with you. Like, in the world that in this world, you have to do what you have to do, no matter what. Like, you have to make sure that's taken care of. The sign of being a successful person, human, is you legitimately understanding what you have to do, getting that so under control. That you can now concentrate on what you want to do. And then you need to have to battle through those weak nights and days to continue to do so. That's why I, t- that's why I like attributing it back to that story we told at the beginning of the podcast was my, my, my physical journey when I went to the gym. No one, a lot of people, a thousand people start the gym every January. Right. A lot of people don't follow through. You only need to follow through for three months to see real success, like real results. And you're going to see the largest change in your body in the first three months. Yeah. After three months, I'll be honest with you, it's just incremental gains at that point. Right. Unless you're like, you know, taking stuff and overworking yourself. And if you're taking, if you're taking shirtless selfies every three days, it's tough to see the results. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, hey, trust me, if you're me, you can't see no results. In <laughs> I have no results anymore. All that shit is maintenance. Um, But like, what I'm saying, though, is that's why I attributed that because that is a physical, tangible thing. Right. And ironically, me and you are talking about monetary growth personally in digital realms. But I know that I can do it in the digital realm because of what I did in the physical. Yeah. And putting in that work and realizing, like, yeah, you want to party? Cool. You ever go to the – you think waking up early is tough? Go to the gym hungover. Yeah, fuck. That's fucking tough. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah, you you put up this weight yesterday. You can't do it today because yeah. your brain's like you dog. Shout Modelo running through your veins. yeah, exactly. You smell like alcohol. Fucking <laughs> trying to do the fucking like stairmaster, you know. So, you know, when you literally have to understand that, in order to be good at those things to render those results, yeah, you have to on days you don't want to, on days that you do want to, consistently do it, and it's incremental growth. You're not right. going to be a millionaire tomorrow. Yeah, I think people just forget about the grind, the marathon. That's why, I mean, RIP Nipsey also, man, RP TMC. Nipsey, the marathon. It's a marathon. The only thing you can do is not stop. Right. And, like, you got to pick and choose. And I'm 100% with anyone who doesn't know what the fuck they want to do. I'm with you because I don't know what the fuck right. I want to do. All I know is that fucking every time I, you know, sit there, smoke a little bit, look in the sky and have some inspiration, I think about not what I'm doing to get there but the place that I'm at. Yeah. And then every day after that, I focus on, all right, what do I have to do to get there? Right. And, like, you know, I'm I'm worried. If I want to have, you know, my, my beautiful wife and, and kids running around at a resort, you know, chilling, us young and happy and not have to worry. And I just want my friends to be there, too, with their wives and right, their right. kids. And, like, oh, how do I get there? It's not It's not that I have to do a specific thing. But as long as you wake up with that motivation of how you get there, when you find potential avenues, then you'll probably actually go after them like you fucking want to be there. Right. Like you said, if you're actively doing it every day, you'll see that the door's cracked and a bad motherfucker will kick it right in. Yeah. And you just got to find the shit that you tap into. Well. So I like it. I fucking hate to do it to you, dude. 
Kill I gotta get I gotta get on the I gotta get on the fucking Discord. I gotta do my thing. I gotta get on do? my education. You know, an hour goes by way too fucking fast with you. It's been more than an hour. Um, it has been more than an hour and forty five ish. No, uh, I, it has been like about an hour. No, it's about an hour fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, um, but yeah. the big thing is, again, thank you so much for being my first uh, my first recording in here. You thank know you for I mean? being a good friend of mine. Of course, of course. Uh, anything that you got going on before we sign off? Not right now. You know what I got going on? I'm trying to work with you more. Me and you are trying to do some more stuff. Oh, me? Oh, yeah. little old Where, me? Um, me and you do some more stuff. Everyone else. I'm, I'm BVS if you heard my first podcast. Mm. Um, I'm going to keep that moniker when I'm on a mic. But um, I want to let the people know that I really want to work with you and do some more consistent stuff. This was literally, hopefully he t- titles it this, literally a freestyle. Yeah. I walked in here to see his new house, brought a six-pack of beers, had a couple of drinks, yeah. you know, held his son, and talked about what we got going on in our lives because we've both been moving real fucking fast over oh, the yeah. last three to four months so we haven't even really seen each other and um i i think that we could set aside an hour two hours a, a week and, and do this consistently and have a focus talk popular culture talk money music bullshit women right. whatever the fuck we can right i think it should be dope i think we could do that and you know and add to the fucking network that you're building because yeah. you're building a goddamn podcast network right now and you know ctc wants to be a part of it so there's a lot to talk about in the back end that you're not gonna hear in this mic and i was on my slump for a good three or four months but you know i'm back on my bullshit so yes, sir. yeah 100 man we're gonna link and 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 everyone's you know stay tuned for for more coming out of bbs and and myself more coming from quarter life crisis um you know ctc chaos theory creators we're doing more too more more merch coming on both sides Podcast Poppy and yeah. the crew. Check for my, uh, you know, it'll be in the near future. I won't even talk about that, but uh, I'll have another show coming out in the next couple weeks, um, um, NFT Boys. Uh, so if anything that, you know, sh- struck a nerve here, you know, when listening to us talk about NFTs and education and growth financially, um, it could be something to go look at. But, uh, yeah, everyone, thank, thank you again. It's fucking damn good to be back in my new fucking studio with, with BBS, <laughs> one of my OGs. Um, hey man, I'm gonna tell you this right now too. We got to tell a lot more people about this financial shit because I got a lot of friends asking questions, and we didn't even scratched the surface about how to save money, tools to do that, right. tools to have stuff on the side. I mean, I can have people holding you know five figures in three years with a job they can barely afford. Like it's just it's crazy if you really go out there and do the research and figure out how to fuck to get there. Right. You can fucking do it. So I just wanted to, to say binge. that we we have something to to give them from a, a standpoint of. A young players, some young peas in here yeah. doing some nonsense. <laughs> well, hey, stay stay tuned. We got a we got a lot more we're trying to give to you guys, yes, uh, sincerely, and for entertainment as well. So, thank you everybody for listening. It's good to be back. Signing off. Like, Out of here. Today's episode is brought to you by Grimm's Exclusives, a Northern California-based cannabis co-op that specializes in indoor, small-batched, AAA-grade boutique flowers growing your favorite exotics as well as pheno hunting for the future of cannabis. Big shout out to Grimm's. Big shout out to Grimm's exclusives. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis.